my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. Uh, this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful the city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. And folks, is it a privilege uh, to be on air? just sharing with you today. Uh, look, guys, if you would love uh, to come and join us, if you'd like to speak to us, if you've got a positive thought uh, that you'd like to uh, like to share, if you've got a comment on one of the issues we discussed, if you'd just love to say, hello, Pastor Gary, uh, I'm from, and tell us where you're from, we'd love to hear from you. Now, you can do that uh, by uh, going to the app. Now, you can download the app from your favourite app store. What you need to do is just simply... Uh, Go to uh, Faith FM uh, Australia uh, and uh, you can uh, get that app. Uh, you can also do it by texting us. Now, just texting us on 04888 80811. Now, that's our regular uh, gift giveaway number. It also receives text. That number again is 04888 80811 and uh, you can communicate directly to us uh, this uh, these emails uh, these texts come directly to us uh, right here in the in the studio we would love to be just able to acknowledge we won't use your name but uh, we'd love to be able to acknowledge where you actually uh, do do come come from now this week uh, we're following a real beauty of a, of a theme. Uh, this week we're following the theme, Redundant or Relevant, Ten Commandments in a Post-Biblical World. Are they relevant? Or are they redundant? What do you think? Uh, if you'd like to tell us, hey, why not text us on that number again? Oh four triple eight eight zero eight eleven. Now today we're actually going to dig down into what some would understand as the a fifth commandment. We're going to ask the question: Why honour mum and dad? The fifth commandment, of course, says honour your father and your mother, uh, that your days may be long uh, upon the land that the Lord has, has given you. But uh, this question. Do do today, does it make sense to honour mum and dad? How relevant are those Ten Commandments in the world where individual rights seem to reign supreme? Now, uh, today, uh, our co-host is uh, Eric Hall. Now, Eric hasn't actually been in the studio uh, for a little while. Uh, we haven't been, and we've had difficulty uh, roping him back into the studio, but he did agree to come in today. And Eric pastors the Adelaide Seventh-day Adventist Indigenous Congregation. Now, welcome to you, Eric. Well, thank you, Pastor Gary. And it's so wonderful to be back here tonight and, and uh, so good to have the listeners listening in. And uh, we're going to have a really good time tonight because this is a beautiful Beautiful subject tonight. Oh, it is. It is. This is something that I'm. I'm actually really passionate and excited about. Uh, tell me, uh, how is your walking going? How, it's autumn here in Adelaide. Uh, don't you hate the daylight saving? Well, Pastor Gary, um, I actually still manage to run these days, <laughs> and uh, uh, I find that you know. Um, Right through uh, running a certain time of the morning, it is quite dark when we when I get up in the morning. <laughs> I must admit, but I, I really appreciate the light at the end of the day. So 
Uh, I'm one of those uh, rogues, and I know a few others in my family who really do love daylight saving. But uh, no, I really, I really appreciate the daylight saving. But that's going to disappear soon, and I'm very sad about that. Oh, I tell you what, I'm <laughs> counting down the days. I've got it marked on my calendar. You know, uh, seven to go, six to go, five to go, four to go, and then I'm praising the Lord and I'm having a special celebration and a prayer of thanks. Uh, I so much uh, appreciate what our uh, Queensland uh, uh, mate have done in not going this uh, this direction. It is hard, yakkery, uh, trying to do your walk in the morning at the at the present time. But hey, I'm on a hobby horse now, and I will stop on that uh, hobby horse. Now look, it is a real privilege also to have a, a second specialist with us today. Now we've got Suzanne with us. Now Suzanne's here to actually add some gentleness uh, to this all bloke uh, program. Uh, welcome to you, Suzanne. Oh, thanks, Gary, for having me. Oh, look, it's fantastic. Suzanne's one of our main supporters, and uh, um, Eric's note to notoriety uh, is that you are his daughter. That's correct. The one and only daughter. One and only. So what I actually have is I have uh, Eric and I have uh, Suzanne, his his daughter, uh, here. Now, uh, today, of course, we're talking this about this uh, honour your father and your mother. So I've got some really good questions that I want to put to uh, to you guys because, of course, um, uh, Eric is a, a father and a grandfather uh, and, uh, uh, and Suzanne, you've got, uh, uh, well, you've got college-age children your, you know, yourself. Uh, so you're a parent with vast, uh, with vast experience. <laughs> um, but look, just tell us, where do you come from? Okay, so I'm based in Victor Harbour, uh, a little bit further south from where we are here, and it's probably about the second best place uh, after New Zealand, of course. Uh, you're a new Kiwi as well. You're a Kiwi as well. I tell you what, we've got to be careful the people that we actually have in our uh, have in our studio. But look, for those who aren't familiar with South Australia, where's Victor Harbour? Yeah, so it's in the Fleurieu Peninsula, so south of Adelaide City, probably about an hour and a half drive. Uh, it, it's a fantastic area. For those of you who aren't familiar with Victor Harbour, it's also the place where our schoolies go down to every every year. So this is the closest that we've got to the Gold Coast. Uh, it's, uh, it's a lovely place to live. But uh, one of the things I'm really interested in, Suzanne, is that uh, I know that you, you carry a leadership role in the church in, in Victor Harbour. And just recently, you've been having a uh, an outreach program. Yes, we did. So um, this last weekend, starting on Friday night, we had a little mini health expo and we had a gentleman called Adrian Dorman who used to be the manager of Cedarvale and uh, it's a health retreat and he came and took four sessions, four presentations um, and very good advice. Uh, we talked about depression, we talked about diabetes, talking about the blue zones mm. and also some practical What are treatments. blue zones? Uh, so blue zones are areas in the world where people are living long or there's a high percentage of people living longer than 100 years. Wow, mm. wow. That, and and, and the, there are reasons behind why they actually live longer. Absolutely. So quite quite a few different things, but a common theme throughout is um, a good healthy diet, more towards a Mediterranean style diet is one of the one of the main things, but mm. also other aspects of it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that your church down there is an incredibly active church. And look, folks, if you happen to be traveling through South Oz, I know that most of you would actually go down to uh, somewhere like like Victor Harbour. It's a it's a very it's a high tourist uh, uh, attracting area. Uh, 
please look up the uh, uh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I think you meet in the Uniting Church, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yes, and we do have an afternoon church. So Sabbath school at one thirty and 3 o'clock for the service. Yeah, look, folks, I've been down there. I would really recommend that church uh, to you. If you happen to be in the Victor Harbour area, why not give it a go? Uh, you know, you go and look for look for Suzanne. She's the one who is super short. If you come to my <laughs> church, uh, you look for the tallest person in the, in the church. If you go to Victor Harbour, you look for the shortest person in the no, in the church. But uh, thanks for that endorsement. <laughs> no, no, no that, that's fine. Look, let's come to our World Watch segment now. Our World Watch segment uh, today, of course, we're looking at the theme we're following today is this issue of the, the fifth commandment. You know, is it relevant for the day and age in which we're living? Well, I actually picked up an article that came off the uh, uh, the headlines, uh, uh, one of the headline sites, uh, religious headline sites, and uh, this was. Uh, this was what it was entitled. Lonely Grandpa sends tear-jerking texts to his granddaughter asking her to sleep over. Now, when I read this, it's not a long article, but I'd be really interested in getting your uh, feedback uh, on this. Uh, this uh, sweet viral video shows a lonely grandpa asking his granddaughter for a sleepover and the plans that they end up making for the night. Megan Elizabeth is 29 years old. So the granddaughter is no uh, small child, but an adult in her own right. Uh, Megan Elizabeth is 29 years old, and she grew up in uh, Illinois in America, across the street from her grandparents. Her grandmother died of Alzheimer's a, a few years ago, but her 92-year-old grandfather is still with us, although his health is declining. Recently, Megan's grandfather texted her asking, uh, asking, did she want to have a sleepover at his house. And she made a video that she shared on TikTok where she showed his heartwarming text messages. Hi, Megan. It's Grandpa, her grandfather wrote. Would you like to come over and have a sleepover? I haven't been feeling well, and I do miss you. Uh, we can order food and watch a mystery show. Love, uh, grand, uh, Grandpa. Yeah, Megan replied. I'll be over around seven. Would you like me to get something from the store or something like that? Uh, could you pick up some apple sauce? Her grandfather wrote back. The cinnamon kind. And if you know somewhere with some mashed potatoes. Uh, I'd like that because I don't have any teeth and I can only eat soft things. Love you, Grandpa. Okay, uh, we'll see you soon, she answered. Thank you. You are my favourite granddaughter, he wrote. Uh, but Megan made sure to point out that she was actually his only granddaughter. Uh, then uh, he followed up with one more text. Can you bring me some strawberry ice cream too? Later that night, Megan stopped by her grandpa's house with all the goodies that he had requested. And the pair had a, a wonderful evening together while they watched a show and ate some dinner. Then Megan's grandfather got a bed made up for her and even woke her up at 5.30am to say goodbye before she had to go for work. I'm thankful for my grandpa and he will never understand how much love he has truly shown me, shared Megan. And more importantly, the love he showed my grandma when she was alive. I believe in love and loyalty because of this man. He is my hero. When a uh, what a sweet bond these two have. And it's at simple moments like these that will ever be cherished. God bless that love between a granddaughter 
and a grandfather. Do you, you know, to me, when I, when I read that, to me, that did touch me because it sent something, it said something to me that I believe that in our world, it, we, 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 we're really missing. You know, one of the things I, I'm really conscious of is that our, you know, young people certainly get a lot of attention in uh, in this world but um uh, Suzanne you've got an elderly father how, how do you actually care for him be careful here Suzanne be careful. <laughs> well my elderly father runs 5k's each morning so uh, he he's doing very well in the health stakes and that but look Gary um dad and I have a really close relationship mm. and um dad has always had time with this I have three brothers as well and dad always has time for us in fact Every weekday morning, uh, Dad gives me a call about 20 past eight in the morning. I can almost time it within five minutes. And we have a chat and we talk to each mm. other about what the day is about, what we're doing today and any concerns or great things that have been happening. Okay. Look, what that's a fantastic little a testimony, I suppose, of, you know, your relationship with um, – with, um, with my Sorry. dad. With your dad. Sorry yeah. about that, folks. This is, uh, that's what happens when the presenters don't turn off their telephones before, uh, uh, before they go on, uh, uh, on air. Uh, that was a, a call I must return because that was my daughter <laughs> ringing, <laughs> ringing, ringing me. But look, look, can I just dig into this a little bit? You know, and on a, re- on a serious note, uh, you know, what, what do you sense, uh, you know, have we become so youth focused that the, uh, elderly are really starting to miss out. Eric, what's your... Yeah, I do. As you read that story, Pastor Garrett, it comes to mind that there's a real bond here. There's a real um, shift in this, um, I would call her a young girl at 29, in her, <laughs> in her re- response to her granddad. Yeah, there's yeah. a real bond here. And that bond, as he's as is pointed out in the story, is a love that this grandfather has shown his granddaughter, but also his love for his wife, which she noticed in the family mm. circle. Mm. And that therefore pulled the family together so that even though she's out in the world, she's got a friend, she's doing her own things, she's still remindful and thinks of her granddad Mm. and all of that and all the busyness of the world. And that's what's lacking today is that we forget people are uh, left and we put them in old folks' homes and just forget about them. And sometimes our church members might go in there and we don't visit them, you know. We get so busy in life. And it it just shows us here the importance of, um, of coming to him because she loved him, respected him for the love that he had shown her and his wife. And I think that is so important that she she didn't forget that in her early years, obviously, right mm. through her life. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, Suzanne, do you think we've become too youth-focused? Oh, absolutely. It's all about youth. And in fact, I, I look at other countries like the Philippines yeah. and places like that where, where older people are treasured. Um, it's, yeah. it's quite different. We, we have a different, I think our society's moved away from that and it's all about youth and it's all about what they want and, and we're, which is good to support our youth, but I feel that our elderly folk are getting left behind and yeah, just, just yeah, not yeah. appreciated. I, I, I'm interested that you actually bring up the, the issue of some of our other, other cultures because mm. I know that, you know, I've had privilege on a number of occasions to, uh, do some intercultural work to certainly go to, uh, you know, a couple of times I've had been, had the privilege of going to some of the Pacific, uh, countries. And, uh, uh, the thing that stands out to me is the way the family 
is actually supportive of each other. You know, I, I can well remember going on one particular occasion to a, um, it, it was actually a, a Samoan, um, uh, a mm. church. And, uh, this, uh, and the particular church, the thing that really stood out to me was just the sheer respect that the church itself showed for their elderly folk there was there was a uh, there was certainly something there about there was uh, what the uh, what 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 the those who were older uh, were respected for their for their values, their views, their understanding, and their experience. Mm. You know, to, I mean, Eric, how do you find it within you know the indigenous culture? Um, elders are held in very high respect. Uh, you know, they're very highly thought of. Um, but at times, you know, um, there are times when you can see that they don't really appreciate the older folks while they have them, mm. and. I mean, you know, I've got a daughter-in-law, two daughter-in-laws from the Philippines, and we've been to the Philippines to see them re- uh, act like um, be with their family. is amazing when they come upon an elderly person, they will actually bow their head and in respect and grab mm. their hand. It's mm. absolutely beautiful to see because yeah. uh, that's respect. And and I think, like Suzanne said, we've kind of lost. Um, this, the respect that we need for the elderly people, uh, and uh, we seem to be getting more away from the things that we used to do. You know, giving a seat to a lady on the bus used to be, to my day, the norm. You yeah, know, just yeah, that respectful yeah, thing. You know, yeah. not swearing in front of people, uh, elderly people, all those sorts of things. You know, uh, we seem to be on our phones in the bus or. Uh, and places, yeah, and we yeah. seem to lose this interaction between yeah, that and yeah. between the elderly and the young. Sometimes I actually get the feeling that you know, if in fact we provide uh, the elderly with uh, you know a, a reasonable place to live and food, that uh, that's that's enough. It's almost out of sight, yeah. out of mind yeah. type type attitude. I mean, yeah. do you get that feeling as well? Or yeah, I do yeah, I, I definitely. And you know, when I look back um, on my life, I wish I had. Uh, interacted more with my parents when I got married uh, and, um, you know, had children of my own, that sometimes you sort of put them um, aside, if you like. And I yeah. wish I could go back in time uh, and spend more of that time with them mm-hmm. and understand what they did for me. Because you don't really understand what they do for you until you get older mm. and then you're so busy. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. you don't like sometimes what they do when you're young and they correct you and that, and but they're doing it for your own good. So you yeah. you kind of lose that when you're young. And then, but when you get into your, um, uh, in your early twenties, you're now married with your own children, so busy with them yeah. and caught up now with work and whatever. Yeah. I wish I'd go, go back and revisit some of that. Yeah. Like yeah. many people yeah. probably yeah. do. Yeah. 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 No, I really appreciate what you're actually saying there. Folks, we do have to come to some, uh, some music, but today we are talking uh, about this huge subject of uh, uh, relevant or redundant Ten Commandments in a post-biblical world are they would it drive a, a better world and uh, today we're looking at that fifth commandment honour your father and your mother um, would that create a better world and you know I look at this and I, I think you're going to uh, hear some, some remarkable things as we dig into the word of God on this uh, this subject uh, folks look please uh, uh, please, please enjoy some, some music this is uh, Faith First the, uh, the song is uh, Where There Is Faith uh, I believe you'll be greatly touched by this song please enjoy I believe in faithfulness I believe in giving up my 
singing Where There Is Faith. Love that uh, particular rendition. Uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful song. Now, guys, look, we do have a, a giveaway for you today, and this, uh, once again, is a real beauty. Uh, now, this uh, uh, this uh, uh, book is entitled God's Truth Can Change Your Life. Searching for life's meaning is universal. Every culture in every era has searched for truth. Truth that answers life's biggest questions. Truth that provides significance for daily living. Truth that is certain and beyond doubt But truth has come on hard times Have you heard somebody say it? Have your truth and I'll have mine People agree that it's not wise to step out of a 10-story window or to eat certain types of mushrooms. In fact, science and technology are built upon the proposition that truth is out there awaiting to be discovered But God's truth sets forth the idea that there is truth not only in the material world but also in the social and the spiritual realms, truth that is foundational to personal and social health, truth that can transform lives. Now, guys, look, if you want to look at some of the really big uh, big questions, you know, good news in a confusing world, uh, Jesus, where does he fit in, creation or, or evolution? And now, look, uh, this uh, this particular book, um, 
I I love uh, some of the que- you know what happens when we when we die. Love uh, love that one. Look, folks, this book is written by uh, uh, Dr. George Knight. Now, George Knight is a fantastic uh, uh, presenter. He's a wonderful author. I've certainly read some of his books, and they are just so engaging. Uh, I would recommend this uh, book to you. This is George Knight, God's Truth can change your life. Now, look, if you would like this particular book, all you need to do is to text us here at our drive time text number. Now, that number again is 04-888-808-11. In fact, why don't you grab that number, program it into your phone under drive time. Then all you've got to do for all these offers is hit the one button and bingo, it is, uh, it is there. 04888-808-11. And all you need to put in the text, uh, uh, in the message field is SA109. No gap between the SA and the 109. Just five digits, SA109. And that'll actually connect you to our robot. And our robot's called Pilgrim. And uh, Pilgrim will like will come back to you. He'll ask you a few questions, uh, get a few details off you, so that we can get this book to you in the uh, fastest uh, possible way. Uh, you will love this particular book. Oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven, and that code again is SA one zero zero nine. Now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And today our co-host is Eric Hoare. And Eric is pastoring to the Adelaide Seventh-day Adventist Indigenous Congregation. And really appreciate Eric's uh, uh, input into so many of these questions. We also have with uh, with us uh, his daughter now, Suzanne. It's not, Suzanne isn't a little uh, daughter anymore. Suzanne's got uh, certainly um, uh, senior teams of, uh, uh, of her own. And uh, she actually leads uh, down at the Victor Harbour Seventh-day Adventist Church and uh, she's actually worked for many years in uh, in literature ministry as well, sharing uh, good news through literature with people and she's done a wonderful uh, job there. there. And, and this week we're following the theme Relevant or Redundant Ten Commandments in a Post-Biblical World Basically all we want to know was would we have a better world if, in fact, we were to follow what God has given us in the Ten Commandments. And today, we're just simply asking, why honour mum and dad? Of course, the Fifth Commandment talks about honour your father and your mother. Uh, how relevant is that statement in the world in which we're living? Eric, look, help us out on this one. I mean, would we have a better world if we followed that commandment? Well, this is such a wonderful subject tonight, Gary, and uh, it's full of love, this commandment, about honouring those that are closest to you. And um, tonight we're going to delve into that. Uh, as you read out, Exodus twenty twelve says, Honour your father and your mother that your days may be longed in the land that the Lord your God has given you. Uh, it's interesting, Pastor Gary and Suzanne, that when I, I read that commandment over and over and delved in a little bit, uh, my perspective of this commandment changed for me because is the emphasis just on the parents? Is it on the child or is it on God himself? Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, when we look at through it through God's eyes and the small child, when Suzanne was small, a parent stands in the place of God himself when you look at it. He takes mm-hmm. on that responsibility. Why? Mm-hmm. Several reasons. In the physical sense, we take it on. Parents are the child's creator. They're their provider. 
They are the lawgiver. They are the teacher. They are the protector. And sometimes even their saviour when they get into trouble. Mm. All these things all in Mm. one. So a child's response to this relationship will greatly determine his later response to later relationships in society. So if he's treated right at home, if he feels that love and respect like we've just read in that article, if he sees these things in his own father, then that will produce something in society that he will show that because he's got that characteristics formed already in the family unit. It almost sounds as though what you're suggesting here is that the family is in fact the building block for society? Correct, yes. And, and you know, it, it actually goes a step further and it's so exciting to delve in this and it, it is absolutely certain to affect his relationship also with his God because since parents represent God, it becomes their obligation to live lives worthy of that honour. Ultimately, the responsibility of keeping this commandment falls on the child, but it begins with the parents through child training and example. And if parents neither provide the correct example nor teach the correct way, they can hardly expect the child to honour them. So what we're doing is when we become parents, we're actually showing what God is like in caring for them, that they trust you, that you're saving them when they're in in hard situations. We're presenting to them what their father Mm. is like in heaven. Such a responsibility is on parents. Yeah, yeah. Suzanne, do you think that we actually, um, you know, when when you first became a parent, I mean, you know, myself also, do you think that that is something that we realise when we first become parents? It totally changes your thinking, doesn't it? I remember the first time when I had to, after Asha had been born, and I had to go and had a few medical things, and the person called out for Ashley's mum, and mm. I said, oh, hang on a minute, that's me. <laughs> I had responsibilities. Mm. So it wasn't just about me anymore. Mm. It was about my child and my dependent, this person who was... Look like looking at me for everything. That's mm. what. and so your thought process does change, and then you look at how God relates to us, and then oh, how have I been relating to Him? Mm. All those times that He's here and He's waiting for me, but how many times am I sort of locking into Him and to to know Him better and to spend that time with Him? Um, so the initial parables. responsibility is certainly with the the parents for establishing that that particular relationship. But Eric, I'd like to come Mm. if we can, because I'm conscious our time is starting to move on. I'm conscious that um, the the commandment actually says, honour your father and your mother. Now, is that the only place that says that? I mean, is this something that's just out there? Um, Oh, no, it's mentioned several times. I mean, we've quoted the Old Testament, which is really relevant, but it also goes into the New Testament. Mm. Many times it talks about, like Ephesians 6, 1 to 4 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, with a promise in it. So they're actually picking up, the Paul's actually picking up the Old Testament, quoting it and presenting it uh, to a New Testament audience. And he's telling what actually happens to us when we have a really good family unit. He says, it goes on and says that it may be well with you and that you might live long on the earth and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. So what it's saying here is, and it, and several times later on with some of the texts it has, it talks about um, Isaiah 54, 13 says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace 
Mm. of your children. And that word peace comes out many times when you look up uh, parenting in the Bible. Mm. There's um, an added dimension in the Christian life that the world does not have, the, the bitterness and fighting and the, and the things of the world that's pulling them away, the peace of the Lord um, brings this back to one. So it's talking here about um, uh, being uh, in a unit that is trustworthy and caring. And, and to be quite honest, Pastor Gary, I, I've met people who say, well, I can't honour my mother and my father. They've done this to me and, and they've done this to me. And... Um, now, this you know, is actually a really big one, Eric, because I am conscious that certainly or within our society, you know, there's been many people who have grown up whose parents, shall we say, have been less than perfect. Mm. Um, and yet the uh, commandment just doesn't seem to allow for that. It seems to just simply say, hey, honour your parents. Mm. But uh, and several times later in some of the verses, it, it comes on and talks about um, honouring them, but it seems to be linked up with with uh, them leading them in the right direction. Uh, it says, doesn't it, uh, in Proverbs twenty two six, train up the child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So here we see there's a responsibility of bringing them up the right way from the beginning. And if we stray from that, if we stray from training them up in the Lord, which means we're not doing the things right uh, in our own lives, then that's going to affect the child. And how can they honour us? So there is a dependence, uh, a thing here, I believe, that comes in that says if you if you do it the right way, if you have um, the love of Christ in your heart, which transfers to your child, that you will you know, bring them up in that way, Suzanne. Do you agree mm, with that? I, I think so. It's interesting in the Old Testament with um, Eli and his sons, and um, it looks mm, like he yeah. sort of let them go yeah. when yeah. they were younger, and then That's later right. on what happened to them because mm. um, he had let that go. So it mm. is a, a, it's a, quite a responsibility that we need to set those limits and to, to define. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm interested, though, this, uh, this issue of the... Uh, you know, the parent who perhaps hasn't been a good parent, to what extent should I actually, you know, honour uh, them? I, I know in my own in my own case now, my parents uh, certainly uh, passed away, both of them, uh, quite some number of years ago uh, now. So I've actually lost, uh, lost both of them. And uh, I certainly acknowledge that, uh, you know, growing up in... Uh, uh, I grew up in the western suburbs over there in uh, in Sydney, lovely uh, lovely place in back in the uh, 60s and 70s to uh, uh, to grow up, an amazing amount of freedom. But you know, one of the things I'm really conscious of is I certainly uh, had, uh, in some ways, a, well, probably more than some ways, a dysfunctional family set up. Uh, it wasn't something that was a, a, an easy family to, to to grow up in, and yet, you know, the thing that I've uh, that I've certainly discovered was that uh, in my own life, that was something that I actually had to work through myself. Uh, and, you know, to me, one of the beautiful things about the scripture, the Christian scriptures, is it talks about a thing called forgiveness. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and to me, as I look at this issue of forgiveness, mm. uh, to me, I personally um, uh, found and I personally believe that uh, there is actually an onus on children, even children who have had a tough upbringing, 
when they become a Christian person to understand what the Word of God, and this is where the Word of God, I think, uh, really informs how we relate to uh, to each other. I, I believe what we have here is something where it's physically possible for uh, for us, me, as a child, and obviously an adult child in this particular case, to actually come to the point of saying, hey, look, uh, mum, dad, I'm prepared to forgive. And I know from my own personal experience, this is something that I have had to deal with myself. And it's only when you come to the point of a forgiveness or the wrongs that have happened against you, that you're actually in a position uh, to be able to uh, genuinely understand what I believe this commandment is uh, is asking of us. Mm. Um, do you, you know, I mean, mm. uh, 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 Suzanne, have you are you aware of anyone you know who's had dysfunctional family background? Oh, absolutely. And sometimes they, they can't talk to their parents or, or their daughter. And it's very sad because they've, they've lost that and they can't get that back when the person passes away. But I think we need to look at that. As God forgives us, we need to forgive others. We need to show that same compassion. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. And if um, we can pray and ask God to help us with that, we can forgive others. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's no such thing as a perfect parent, and we all no. regret some of those things in our lives. But it's interesting that this commandment, the fifth, comes in after the first four that relate to God, these four relate to the relationships between uh, us and men, and this is the one that links the two. It's the first one that says, honour your mother and father. It relates back to God being the father. So the first four were looking at our relationship with God, Mm. the other ones with with relationships Mm. with men, but it's actually bridging the two together, which I ne- didn't actually realize yeah. till I really got into this. Yeah. And this is where it means that if some, something happened between Suzanne and I, some, something happened that, uh, that, that wasn't good, that we would have that love to be able to just, you know, get, get through that and smooth it over and talk about it and bring it back. Because I've seen too many parents that don't talk to their children the other way, and it's such a sadness in this mm. world. That's mm. not what God ever intended. He intended us to be in a family unit where God reigns in, the, in their lives because it's not just between the man and the woman and his children. There's actually three in the partnership, which is with God. Mm. And that is what makes difference in a contemporary world. Mm. When you take that, that one out, children will not have peace. Mm. Which the Bible is talking. Ah, uh, this is this is so. Look, mm. Eric, we're going to have to break for some some music. But look, uh, what I'd like to do when we come back is deal with this question. You know, I mean, uh, when our parents become elderly, you know, how do we honour? An elderly parent. You know, I'm so conscious that within our society, it's uh, okay if they're fed, if they've got, um, uh, if they've got uh, reasonable accommodation in maybe aged care home, that uh, that's that's sufficient. But I'd just like to dig a little bit more into that particular issue because I think certainly as a pastor, you know, something this is something that weighs heavily. On my heart. But look, guys, let's come to some music and we'll come back and chat about this, uh, immediately after, uh, after our, our music. Uh, this is, uh, Alison Krauss and the Cox family and, uh, they're singing, I know who holds tomorrow. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live. 
Touch the sky.
And that's Alison Cox and the Alison Krauss and the Cox family, and uh, they're singing "I Know Who Holds Tomorrow." Beautiful, a beautiful song. Now, folks, look, we do have that giveaway book again for you. Please, uh, if you didn't get it, and uh, great to see uh, a number of you actually requesting uh, this uh, this particular book. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, the book that we're offering today is "God's Truth Can Change Your Life," and this is by George Knight. Now, uh, Doctor George Knight is. Uh, uh, is a tertiary lecturer, but he uh, he writes in such a uh, su- such a uh, a friendly, outgoing manner that his ministry is greatly appreciated by the by the lay person. Uh, God's truth can change your life by George Knight. Searching for life's meaning is uh, is universal. He answers so many of the uh, of the questions that people do ask. Uh, uh, what are the most important things? Uh, what happens when we die? Uh, what's Jesus? Where, where does Jesus fit into the great big picture? Uh, God's, God, does God have a message for us today? Uh, I, I believe you'll greatly appreciate this, uh, this little, uh, ripper of a, uh, ripper of a book. God's Truth Can Change Your Life by George Knight. If you'd like that book, all you need to do is to text us here at our studio text number 04888. 80811 04888-80811 and the code is SA109 no gap between the SA and the 109 Pilgrim our robot's a dumb robot he can't understand it if you put that gap in there but this is a friendly robot uh, it uh, needs to be simple for him SA109 just five digits in a row and uh, uh, we'll come back to you or rather Pilgrim will come back to you with a few a couple of simple questions so that uh, we can get this book to you in the very fastest uh, possible uh, possible way. Uh, 04 888 is our uh, is our contact number and it's SA109. And you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary and today our co-host is Eric Hoare and Eric is pastoring the Adelaide Seventh-day Adventist Indigenous uh, Congregation and we've also got uh, Eric's daughter Suzanne uh, with us today. She actually leads the Victor Harbour Adventist Church and has worked for many years in literature ministry and this week we're following that theme relevant or redundant Ten Commandments in a post-biblical world and today we're asking why why bother do we need to honour mum and dad and of course that is the fifth commandment how relevant are Ten Commandments in a world where individual rights Reign supreme. Uh, now, Eric, really appreciate what you've actually been sharing. We've got about um, seven or eight minutes before we do need to bring it all bring it all together for us. Yeah, just a couple of texts, Pastor Gary, and uh, one of them is a beautiful one in Proverbs seventeen six, where it says, "Children's children are a crown to the aged, and mm. parents are the pride of their children." Now, this gives us the picture here that the aged are so proud of their of their even their grandchildren, yeah. it's like a crown they wear upon their head uh, yeah. in their old age. Yeah. So beautiful. And the parents are a pride to their children. So it's a two-way street here. Mm. And it's talking about this in unity with, with our Father in heaven. <coughs> uh, and it also says too in Proverbs twenty three twenty two, it says, Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's beautiful. And Tim, First Timothy five eight says, "But if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for the member of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever." Those strong words. 
They're powerful. They're, it, it really gives puts the onus on certainly those who are believers because, of course, in the day and age in which uh, Paul was living, there was no social security. There was no, no safety net. There is a safety net there uh, today. But in that there wasn't, and so it came back. Oh, the family actually is given a responsibility in the Scriptures. They're saying, your job, your responsibility is to care for your parents. Now, look, Suzanne, if I can come to you, because I'm just really, really conscious here that, um, uh, you know, sometimes uh, I'm just, uh, you know, as a pastor, I'm conscious that there are there are many people sometimes who, you know, are, you know, put in maybe a nursing home type environment and okay they're they're well fed they're uh you know they've got good shelter um but are we missing something here is there something is there something lacking uh in that sort of an environment yeah yeah and look i think people some people would love to have their parents in their home with them and i think there's a sense of guilt there yeah, as well yeah, um yeah, like yeah. how, how do i manage true. that you know yeah. i can't do all those things and yeah. i can't have my parent live with me yeah. but if even if they are going into a nursing home there's so much you can still do yeah. by visiting them by ringing them uh, keeping in that contact yeah. that closeness yeah. reminiscing um even if they're losing their mind a little bit they may be able to have childhood memories or playing music perhaps hymns that they enjoyed but I do know that um, recently with the Mini Health Expo, it was talked about the blue zones. Mm-hmm. And with the blue zones, one common denominator with those five or six different areas where there are a higher number of centenarians than other countries was the family, the relationship and the family. And so having those tight, close connections, something for them to look forward to, but also being valued. Mm. That was really high priority. I think that 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 issue of being clearly valued is so important. I, I know that you know, and sometimes it's only the little things. I know that at our uh, at our church, you know, one of the things that I was so conscious of is that we have a we have a church church lunch every every single you know Sabbath every Saturday uh, after the worship service. It's only soup and buns, but it's something that you know where where we're able to fellowship. But one of the things I was really conscious of is that uh, we. Um, uh, you know, we'd certainly start serving people, and in some ways, there's a there's a gentle um, rush by those sometimes who are more able, and I think of particularly children often uh, to to actually get to the to the table and to get their food, you know, first. And um, uh, a little while ago, I started to to, to change that uh, that practice. Uh, uh, these days, I, I actually make an announcement. I say, "Hey, look, if you regard yourself as older than Pastor Gary, and I don't tell them how old I am, so they can choose whatever they like. But if you're older than Pastor Gary, you can go first. If you're prepared to accept. But to me, it's uh, it's providing a level of support and uh, respect for for those individuals. You know, I've actually visited with uh, with some of these um, some of these folks, and they certainly share with me stories uh, of days where they lived uh, behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, they uh, they share with me uh, stories of uh, uh, what happened during war years and the challenges which they put up with. And the thing that I'm so conscious of is that the challenges that we've got here in Australia are nothing like the challenges that these individuals uh, do um, uh, have certainly faced. And I look at this and I say, you know, would it be better 
if we actually return to the uh, scriptural basis, you know, and I certainly take your point, you know, Eric, um, Suzanne, there's certainly uh, many, many of us today who, you know, we, we're not set up to be able to care for seniors in our own home. But, you know, the thing that I suppose almost distresses, distresses me is the number of people who, you know, have, have been left in aged care. Yeah. Um, and simply don't get the visits. Now, I know it's not true for everybody. Mm. Um, sometimes I'm conscious it's one person in the family mm. uh, that might simply uh, carry that uh, that role. But, you know, surely, you know, I look at this and I say, hey, isn't the onus actually on the entire family? Yes, mm. it's a sadness on humanity that this this happens on. I've been visiting a dear friend that you know as well, Gary, in the old folks home, and it's sad to see people that don't even get a visit uh, who who live their lives out like that, you know. Mm. Uh, it reminds me um, that uh, we've always got to remember that our parents sacrifice more for us than anyone else, yeah. you know, and we did not choose our parents, yet we are called to honour and obey them. And our parents know us better than we know ourselves. And, in fact, they're our first relationship. They're our yeah. very first relation. This yeah. is all pointing back to God. Yeah. Completely yeah. pointing out. Yeah. And we resemble our parents. I mean, this is what we're supposed to do. So God wants us it's to It's a frightening thought sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just got a slap from Suzanne. Because <laughs> when Suzanne and I used to go the doors, I thought we were, uh, what was it? Uh, husband, husband and wife. And wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's either a compliment to one of you and an insult to the other. Exactly. I'm not sure which way it is, you know. It's a but what I mean to say in closing, it is God's love that, um, that changes our mindset that we're remindful of things in need. Jesus saw those things on need on this earth and he went to them. Yeah. Mm. He went to those who were down and out, people neglected. He was there. Mm. That's yeah. what we need to be in our lives. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But the thing that really stands out to me, Eric, about this whole this whole theme is, you know, today we don't talk about these things called Ten Commandments. It, it, it's no. old hat. It's out of mm. it's out of date. Uh, you know, we're living in such an individualistic society, and yet I am forced to ask the question. Would we be living in a better world if we simply obeyed the fifth commandment that said, honour your father and your mother? Uh, you know, as I look at that, it establishes the family. It establishes a basis for our society. And, uh, to me, it, uh, it lays the foundation, uh, for a, uh, for a, for a very happy society. Guys, look, let's just pray together. Father in heaven, Lord, I come to you now. Lord, I want to say thank you, uh, for our mums and our dads. Lord, some of us have struggled with our with our parents. Uh, Lord, uh, I just pray that where there is pain and hurt, that you might break through. Uh, Lord, I pray that where it's necessary to forgive, that indeed you might allow forgiveness to occur. Lord, uh, thank you for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the spirit that changes hearts and lives. Lord, I just pray if there is anybody struggling, uh, and I know there are some uh, with uh, with members of the family, uh, Lord, I pray that we might give that to you and that you might overrule. Lord, we give this matter to you at this time, and we pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary, uh, Eric Hoare and Suzanne on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when I'll be chatting with Marty Thompson. Uh, we'll be looking at the radical nature of the commandment, thou shalt not kill. Really look forward to being with you then. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift. 
peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.